pasión para mi gente Con una pasión Con una pasión tan fuerte Good evening everybody We live like Channel 5 Here on the Gulf Coast My guest today is a I'm I'm a I'm radio nerd, so this is uh, great for me. This is Mr. Scott Chestnut, a longtime radio personality. I don't want to just limit you because, like I said, I don't know all your history, but all I know is I've used from the Gulf Coast down here. You doing all right, sir? I am great, man, and I I really am, I'm honored that you would have me on here. I mean, I'm you know I love. I mean, I'll get into a little bit about me, but I love radio. I'd never really had like. I don't feel like I had delusions of grandeur that I was going to take the radio world by storm and, you know, be doing a morning show in New York City. I just love radio. I had a grandfather who was a broadcast. And here I am. I'm starting to go into my history. But I had a oh, no, that's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a radio tell, nerd. And <laughs> Yeah, I'll just tell you how I got just real quick. I'll tell you how I got I, what I call the radio bug, because I got to tell you, once you get it, it's almost impossible to get rid of. I had a grandfather who in Panama City, Florida, he was a, a um, he ended up being mayor of Panama City and he, he did a noon broadcast. His name was Carl Gray and he did a, a noon live program where he would interview people uh, at a restaurant there and it was on the local uh, news station. And I just, I was just in awe, you know, yeah. but one thing he told me was don't, <laughs> I didn't listen, don't ever, he didn't say don't get into radio, but he said, don't ever try to make a living doing radio. And this was, this was in the eighties, mm -hmm. but, and, and of course, radio has changed a lot, but, you know, from there, I ended up going to college to study theology but I got on the campus radio station and man, I got the bug. That was, you know, I worked in TV for a little while, but I know you're mm -hmm. not asking me all these things, but I'm just saying that's how I got started. Yeah. Honestly, my interest was because of my grandfather and I watched him do his newscast and I thought, that's, I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. 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 That that's awesome because, like I said, I just uh, growing up, uh, I'm I'm about almost 47, but you know I'm kind of the 80s, born in 77, so I, the 80s, you know, in radio down here, and my mom and dad both were huge into music. My dad was Elvis, the oldies, old country. My mom was kind of top 40 in country back in the 80s, you know, when I was growing up, and so it yeah. was KSJ and WABB was always on. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. So it was. Uh, are you recently from here in Mobile? Well, born in Panama City. Born in Panama City, okay, right. Yeah. Moved to Mobile when I was seven years old and okay. uh, graduate of Murphy High School. I went off to college. Um, i tell you where I started off college. Um, yeah, I was going to say, where did you? Oral Roberts University. Wow. In college. Yes. I went to, I went to study, study theology there. Okay. And um, But they had a campus radio station. And that's where I got on there and I was like, this is great. Right. This is really great. I'm really, I'm digging this. I'm loving this a lot. 
but I leaned toward television because I just figured again, I thought TV people make the bucks and radio, and that's not really true, by the way. Um, TV <laughs> people make the TV people make the bucks. Radio's just fun, right? Um, but I, I changed my major to to broadcast journalism, and uh, before I finished up my degree there, I transferred to uh, went to, to college in Texas a little while. And I did the morning show on a public radio station in Texarkana, Texas. And my my highlight of remembering that was when the space shuttle Challenger, it was the first one, Challenger blew up. Right. I I was on that morning. Wow. You know, that I had a, 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 that was going to be one of my, you know, one of my questions, I guess, you know, and, and part of it's like some of the more memorable things, you know, of, of being on air and, things that come across the wire. But I mean, right there, I mean, you know, just, just with that incident there, you were, yeah. so you, you were, you had to announce that over the air and everything. Yeah. We, we literally back then radio news, you know, we got, you know, I'm surrounded in my home studio and I do work right now for a Christian radio company. I have 11 or 12 computers going in here doing various things. We didn't have, you know, there were like, there were a few computers there, but nothing in the studio. We mm-hmm. had a dot matrix printer that was constantly spitting stuff out from Associated Press, and they called it rip and read. You would literally find the news story you wanted, go over to a countertop with a, a an edge, like a cutter, perforated mm-hmm. edge, rip those stories off and go in there. I was working that morning, that shuttle Challenger blew up, and we had, I guess it was CNN or something playing and man, it was all I could do to not lose it on the air, you know, because oh, well, I can imagine. knew what had happened. You knew. Right. So I realized then how much I liked the news part of it. So I thought, well, I need to pursue TV. Well, I got hired on a TV station in Panama City. If you find me on Facebook, it's just Scott Chestnut. And mm-hmm. dig into my videos, you'll find some videos of me in my early 20s as a, as a reporter in Panama City. So, wow. I mean, TV, just like regular you know street reporter type you know just for a local news station there yeah i a lot of stories at the beach and (laughs) uh, like when the amusement park down there had their 25th anniversary that's on youtube and it's had like tons and tons of views that's probably my my best but anyway it didn't take me long to figure out that i didn't need to be on tv i got you i got you i don't have i I've always said I have a face for radio. Oh no, <laughs> I, you know I hear people say that, but I mean it's uh, you know. So you, you did you just you didn't like being in front of the camera? Was it kind of a? It's just it, there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure. Some maybe some talents that I didn't quite possess to do that job. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to be honest with you, at the time I was thinking, I don't think I'm cutthroat enough to, you know, people would just sabotage you. If, oh, wow. You know, I'm going back and looking at it. You'd have a lot of friends. I mean, if you had a friend in high places, that'd be good. But as far as your coworkers and reporters, and if any of them happen to see this, I love you guys, but <laughs> I, I know we weren't friends. I, I know we weren't. So, right. So, and it's okay. But, um, I continued to work part-time in radio. Now, you mentioned two of the stations that I worked at. I spent, um, I guess, three and a half years at um, WABB. So mm-hmm. I was on there from 95 to 90, summer of 98. Oh, wow. That and, was right as I was coming out of high school. See, I, I remember the, yeah, you know, like I yeah. said, I was that. So you come from Texas to, you moved back to what? I moved back to okay. Mobile in 1990. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't do any radio when I first got here. And then there's a Christian station on that's still on Power 88. Oh, yeah, Power 88. Um, mm-hmm. I was on Power 88 from when they were on and then talked to somebody. I met somebody that worked at WABB. So actually, I didn't think I would ever work there, but I ended up working there for, for like I said, about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, things It ended up being, and I, I was, by the way, I was a father. I, I mm-hmm. At that point, I had four kids, and they scheduled me to work on Father's Day. I asked to be off Father's Day, and then last minute, they said, oh, you can't have it off. And I got so mad, and I had another job. It was just part-time. I said, you know mm-hmm. what? I don't need this. I like radio, right. but I don't like it this much. So I, I turned in my notice, and I left. Well, <laughs> year and a half later, one of my former WABB uh, announcers said, hey, man, I'm over here at Clear Channel, and they really need a DJ on 95KSJ. I said, man, I don't know, you know. But anyway, October of 1999, I hired in at 95KSJ, and between the, and I did nights there for, goodness, from up to 2010, they quit doing the night show uh, mm-hmm. locally. But I, I did a dedication program called crying loving or leaving oh my lord i was man i was gonna hit on it i say crying loving or leaving crying, absolutely loving or leaving. so yeah. yeah left wabb went to do country wasn't a huge fan of country at the time i'll tell you what if you listen enough especially some of that old older not old and i do right. like classic country but you know toby keith was hitting this stride right. kenny chesney mm-hmm. you know brooks and dunn oh my goodness the more you listen to that stuff it would just I liked it. So right. I did do that up to 2010. And I had that call in dedication program, crying, loving, or leaving. And that was just a lot. It was a blast. I loved it. Then they, yeah. then radio started making some changes around them where they weren't doing so much local stuff. So starting in 2010, I mean, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. This no secret. There hasn't mm-hmm. been anybody live. Right. Night on the local radio station like W uh, or uh, 95KSJ for years. So they mm-hmm. didn't need me there. I, I worked on Mix 99 yeah. and uh, and did, you know, some stuff for the sports talk station and all that. And I'd fill in for Uncle Henry on the, on the, on, you know, 710. Yeah. But then when the, the when the shutdown came in 2020, um, I was on hiatus. Mm-hmm. And then they extended the hiatus, and I had a feeling they went to extend it a third time. I thought, I'm not coming back. Am I? They just so many radio jobs have been eliminated to, to they just didn't. Right. I so, but I worked there a total of 21 years. At, at, at but again, part time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the company I work for now. It's actually I work from home. I uh, I got hired as the manager, local manager for a Christian radio station, WIJD. They needed a manager here, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you know a guy named Ron Reams. He's um he's uh he's been in radio forever here in Mobile. Uh-huh. He was uh-huh. a news guy primarily, yeah. worked at WABB and all. Anyway, yeah. he said, "Hey man, I heard about a job you might be interested in," and I was doing part-time work at, at, at um, of course they became iHeart. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing part-time radio. 
it was always part-time until I found this, this uh, Wilkins needed a, a manager here in Mobile. So I went and interviewed and um, they hired me on the spot and uh, I put in my notice. I was working, I was actually working as a call center manager. That was not my dream job. I don't think, I don't know that that's necessarily anybody's dream job. Anybody's, right. it, was a, it was a job, you know. And it, right, it, right, it, right, right, right. Um, I could, the main thing with me is I could calm people down. Like I could diffuse situations, you know, mm -hmm. the supervisor calls. And so anyway, but I was thankful for that job and I'll always be grateful. It was uh, CPSI. And I oh yeah. CPSI. Okay. When they had a call center in the festival center there. I, I was, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I found out about this opening with uh, Wilkins radio and uh, they, like I said, they hired me 2019. I got promoted to, um, operations director we have stations all over the country bakersfield california uh there's two in mobile two in pensacola uh mm -hmm. huntsville richmond virginia and um but i'm i'm i did that full time i was keeping a little bit of part-time work with iheart just when they needed me but mm -hmm. after that after the the after the uh the shutdown and and all that was it you know now I am doing, I'm not doing anything with iHeart per se. I'm not an employee of iHeart, but I do some in-studio stuff for University of South Alabama on the okay. sports talk station. So uh -huh. if you listen to those games, good, good old JT Crabtree's doing the broadcasts. Yeah. And uh, you'll hear him mention Scott Chestnut's back in the studio and I'll, I'll <laughs> do, you know, scores and stuff like that, but I'm not doing the broadcast so much. The great right. thing about that is I've been doing that for so long it's like second nature. So right. I can keep my laptop with me and do stuff for my, for my full time right. job and yeah. listen to the ball game. And I hear the cues and, and do stuff that needs to be done there. But wow. uh, this has been a great job. And I tell you uh, the, the, the icing on the cake with Wilkins radio. And I just had my uh, 10th anniversary with them in September. I also just had my 10th wedding anniversary in January last year. Last April, they hired mm -hmm. my wife as, oh, a, as okay. a manager. Now, she doesn't manage mm -hmm. a station here, but she manages stations in Richmond, Virginia, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and then we've got one up in the Cincinnati area, and she's in the office across the hall from me. So oh. I'm, I'm, I'm her boss. Right. Now, how does that work out? <laughs> it's that, we Great. actually, you know, yeah. honestly, we were both married when we were young, to, not to each other. Mm -hmm. I knew her in right. high school. This, the, not to tell you my whole story with her. Oh, yeah. We met each other in high school, but we did not date. We uh -huh. were friends. Um, when Facebook first became a thing, I started searching for people who were in, uh, you know, went to Murphy, and I found her, and I was like, oh, look, it's, it's Julie. Yeah. So yeah. I... And but she was in Idaho. She married a guy, got divorced, lived in Boise, Idaho. Her mom got sick. She came down here to take care of her. We started seeing each other. Next year we got married. So and that right looks at January is 10 years ago. We got married, but she was an accountant. And mm -hmm. uh I saw her attention to detail was just crazy. I mean, I don't have that. I got to be honest. I have to make myself, I love to talk. I love so many things about radio, but the attention to detail and the paperwork and stuff, I mean, I'm seeing right now, I would have stuff scribbled down and <laughs> written up. 
she, you know, she gets, she makes things like this and oh, wow. them, you know, so I've got yeah. a list of all the managers and the stations and stuff. That's how she is. I, when I watched her, I thought, you know, she could do this station manager job pretty well. And it turns yeah. out she has done great. Now we're getting ready to buy another station as a company in, uh, in Ozark, Alabama. That'll be our third, mm -hmm. well, actually technically our fourth station in Alabama getting ready to bring a station on and it's actually an AM and an FM. The FM is going to have uh Christian country music and the AM is going to have preaching on it. And okay. she's going to, and she's going to be the manager, but we're going to go up there next week and, and, uh, and meet with the folks and, and sign the papers. So that's actually pretty exciting. I have yeah. loved radio. Like I said, though, it's radio has been just, it's been a passion for me. You know, even yeah. when I would work in a factory or a call center, I just could not get away from radio. Once I got that, it's funny. I'm looking. <laughs> there's a microphone back behind me. There's my yeah. mic that I mm -hmm. normally do production on right uh -huh. over here. I don't know if it'll reach all the way. There's another mic. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually do a live radio program on um, WKID. It's in VB, Indiana, but it covers. It goes into Kentucky, Indiana, and Almost up, to, it goes to the Cincinnati suburbs. Mm -hmm. I do a, a, a midday uh, call-in show that does Christian country and Southern gospel, and I do it from right here. And uh, they asked me when they bought that station, they said, would you be interested in doing a live show? And I had DJed in years. I was like, yeah, let me, I'd love to. So I right. do that every uh, every weekday from right here. Oh, and man. So, I know, it's it's been it's been great. That is a bug. I You know, I've... I worked early on um, when I was 16. Of course, everybody in Mobile, I felt like worked at Dell Champs back in the day in the grocery store first job. And there was a guy that was going to South Alabama at the time for radio. And I remember he used to bring in his, you know, little recording projects and things he had for classes. And I was just always fascinated to listen to it. And, you know, like I said, growing up, I was just, I was just fascinated with, the, you know, the person on the other side of the radio. I was always, you know, that, that was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I was tuned in more than TV. You know, it, it was just you, you mentally, you know, I'm like, what do they, what do they look like? You know, what are they doing? That is what I loved about, <laughs> that is what I loved about yeah. radio. There's this, there's this mystery element to it. That's, I always call it the theater of the mind, whatever mm -hmm. you're hearing on the radio, when it's right. in here, you personalize it. I mean, right. granted you, you know, you, you meet the people or you see them on commercials or go to a remote broadcast or watch a stream and you see what the person looks like and you're like, Oh, yeah. and a lot of times you're like, Oh, that's, that's oh, wow. kind of disappointing. <laughs> but, um, but, but no, as far as like the news stories, radio mystery theater, the old program, right. I love that because yeah. you got to create whatever it was. You got to create your version in your head. And the same thing when you get to know a DJ, even when I wasn't in radio, got to listen. I felt like I was making this connection with a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I always thought, I'd like to be that person. I want to be the one that people are connecting with. I want to give them something. You know, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to. Right. I want to entertain them, but I really, I want them to feel like, uh, you know, Scott's a friend of mine, you know, even right. though they never met me in person, I wanted them to feel like I wanted to be friendly and I wanted them to feel like they knew me. Right. And I think that happened. 
I mean, right now, I still have a lot of people connected to me on social media that I, I never met in person, but they have been friends with me mm-hmm. since I was on at iHeart. You know, wow. a lot of local people I've never met in person, but yeah. but we connected because of the time that I was on Mix 99 and 95 KSJ and, and all of yeah. that. So, but yeah, love radio. I look all around, man. I, I, I've got little radios in here, you know, that yeah. I'm monitoring, but just, you know, well, there's one that I, you know, I yeah. stations and monitor our stations and I just, I yeah. love radio. I've got a ridiculous number of microphones here that mm-hmm. I don't use, but it's just, it is a passion, but I, I always love that about radio is that it, what's happening, what you hear right. goes in here and then your brain processes it. And so yeah, it, it. it was around the start of, uh, you know, during the shutdown with COVID, I was uh, where I was at working every morning. I'll, you know, the, you know, like you said, radio's kind of changed. Uh, 92 Zoo, you know, they're they're local. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with oh, 92 yeah. Zoo and the people there. And uh, Tony used to be on in the mornings. And every morning I got to work really early and I would turn it on. And I don't know what it was. I had never met Tony, never knew him. And it just, you know, I felt like a kid again because, you know, at work I'm by myself in my office all day. And that's all I had first thing that early in the morning was my coffee and Tony and Tony's a very positive guy. And then, you know, in the morning time through all that, it was a lot of his topics and conversations was very positive, very encouraging. And, you know, through the Facebook and things like that, and they had their little uh, message board and stuff. And I would talk back and forth with him and he started replying. I'm like, Oh, wow. You know, you feel like a celebrity's replying to you. even though it's a, <laughs> That's just, you know, some people like me, the radio nerds. And it's like, and now we're really good friends. We've met, you know, and hung out stuff. And it's, you know, an actual friendship came from that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, have you ever had that, like, you know, with people you've maybe acted uh, that would like with the uh, the show you did on KSJ, the crying, love and leaving. Have you ever just like something wild with that? Maybe that you've ended up meeting somebody through in real life and become well, friends I with mean, You know, I, at the time I did a full time job during the day and I uh-huh. worked there at night. So I didn't get to go out and do a lot of things in person, but when I did, I would get to meet meet listeners. A lot of them I still am in touch with, uh, not so much in person. I don't talk to them a lot on the phone, but a lot of them are my friends on social media. And even though I haven't done the thing on KSJ in many years, we're still connected and they still remember when I did that. So I still feel like we have kind of a, you know, kind of a connection, but again, I wasn't, uh, when I did do remotes for um, for for iHeart, I was mm-hmm. doing where they were so short staffed they needed somebody to go to the to R and R Tire Express or right. uh, Chrysler Dodge dealer, you know, places mm-hmm. like that. And I would do, I mean, for a while I was doing remotes for stations I wasn't even on because they right. needed somebody there. I would just right. say I was with iHeart, so. Um, I wasn't connecting with a lot of listeners then, but, but I did, like I said, I still have a connection with a lot of folks that listen to me mm-hmm. when I did my, my radio program. And I, like I said, I felt like they, they connected with me on social media because they'd heard me on the radio. Exactly. Kind of wanted yeah. to get to know me as a person. And, and I wanted to make myself accessible. Now I don't go out and hang out with them in person. So sure. much, yeah. But I still have made a connection, which here it is 2024 
And yeah. I'm still in, you know, still hear from a lot of these folks, you know. And then you, you've met a new crazy tattooed guy that was like, oh my Lord, I seen you on Facebook. And I'm like, I wonder if I send him a friend request, if he'll accept it. We got some mutual friends. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. We do. We got some, got some good folks. That we yeah. But no, I'm, I'm open to making new friends. I'm still in. Yeah. Like I said, I don't do, I'm not an active DJ here in Mobile. Right. I'm, I like making new friends. I do. I, I'm, I'm, you know. I like people. That's one thing I loved about radio was I got to, you know, I wasn't, I don't know how to say it. I wasn't, apart from the microphone, I had to learn a lot about having confidence in myself. I felt very comfortable behind the radio. My grandfather, now, one thing I tell, I go back mm-hmm. to my grandfather. Yeah. Early on when he told me, don't make, try to make a living doing radio. He told me something back then that has always stuck with me. He said, when you open up that microphone and you you do the same thing and you may do it subconsciously, don't get on there thinking about talking to more than one person. You go open right. that microphone, you talk mm-hmm. to one person. If 10,000 people are listening, guess what all of them are going to feel like? You're talking to them. Don't act yeah. like, hey, everybody. Um, yeah, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No delusions of grandeur. You may only have one listener, but you know what? You may have a right. hundred. You don't know who has your the radio on. And in this day and age, you don't know if they're listening on the stream or right. you know, whatever. Talk to one person. He said, always when you open up that microphone, imagine somebody's there in front of you and you talk to them. Right. Uh, that's, that's, I've always wondered that, like, you know, how that you had to be comfortable and like, yeah. where do you, you know, was there like a pregame, like, you know, athletes have it that where you go it in, you know, you're fixing, it's like, you're ready, you know, you're zoned in, you're locked in, you're comfortable and you just let it flow. So, it, I mean, I, I think one of those, that's a gift, you know, like DJs that you're, you know, I, you either, to me, you either have it or you don't, you know, honestly, I, I feel like it would well, be hard to, you know, either you have that, that, that about you where you're comfortable talking and talking to people and you have the voice for it. You have the, the, I mean, everything, you know, there's a lot to that package. Yeah. Well, one thing I've always said, I, I, you know, went to broadcasting school. I knew people who had broadcasting certificates and four-year degrees and they had no business being on the radio. And at the same time, I knew people who did not graduate from high school that were naturals. Right. That said, you either have it or you don't. And I'm not saying I have it and I'm great, but I do have, you know, you I, have it. I, I was able to do it. I had to have some of it. Yeah. You know, oh, no, yeah. But, but it, it wasn't, it just came natural, man. It just, you know, getting yeah. on and doing something like this and do, even doing my live program that I do up in the, in the tri states area up in the Indiana. Um, it just, it, it just feels natural to me. It's not, it's, it's, you know, so I'm, I'm thankful, you know, I thank God every day for opportunities he gives me, you know, and right. I'm, as your friend with me on there, you know, I'm not shy about my faith. I oh, absolutely. Push, yeah. I yeah. don't push my faith on people, but I'm very open about it. I'm not going to hide it. I'm just, no, not. faith is important. I really feel like, especially nowadays, uh, you know, I have mine, you know, I, I was raised in, uh, got a good Christian heritage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think that's important. Faith is absolutely, you know, important. And I, I feel like, you know, that's another part of 
you know, like with, with what you have, what you were just talking about, you know, it, it's, it's a, you know, your, your ability to, to talk to people and to reach people. And, and like I said, I'm sure like even doing remotes and things like that, to people, you could probably talk to somebody in person just as easy. <laughs> I just had that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any trouble talking to people. Or yeah. I did enjoy doing remotes. Now there were a couple of times with, uh, with KSJ where they would be, and I was never, I never went up and, 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 and not any of the big concerts at the wharf or anything, but like the, uh, the seafood festival or right um, at the auditorium here, like they had, I think it was at the Statler brothers or the Oak Ridge boys. Okay. Anyway, I went up yeah. on stage and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and introduced them. I, not nervous at all. I didn't like that. Oh, really? I yeah, getting in front of an audience with I guess <laughs> a thousand, no, I, I yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't like it. Huh? Home, though, that's good. A right. group of people, yeah, you know, but mm-hmm. getting a, and that and I tell you what, that <laughs> that seafood festival, who did I introduce? Joe D. Messina was at the Orange okay. or, yeah. the Orange Beach mm-hmm. Seafood Festival. I got up on that stage and I, I kind of felt my legs getting a little wobbly. Oh. And I thought, you know what? I Real quick, like I thought, you know what? There's a spotlight there or floodlights there, floodlights uh-huh. there. I kept switching from floodlight to floodlight. I would not look down at the people. That's yeah. just not my thing, talking in front of a big group of people. Some people do great at it. Yeah. Put me in front yeah. of a microphone, I'll talk all day. Put me in front of a crowd of people. Right. No. Yeah. No, no <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Did you have like a, a when you set out with uh, the radio, you know, in, in all like from your grandfather, like a, a style of music? What was your music? Like, did you have like in your head, like the dream when you're going to do this? Like, did you started out like you wanted the DJ a station that played, you know, in, what what like what genre of music? Well, honestly, like I said, when I went into country, that was not my thing. Right. I did like rock and roll my favorite group of all time, I guess I'd probably say is still my favorite group, Yellow, Electric okay. Orchestra. God, yeah. I still love yeah. them. What, any road trip I take of any length, I've got a playlist on Apple Music right. of, of <laughs> Yellow songs that yeah. plays from beginning to end. It starts at the very beginning. It goes up to where it's just Jeff Lynn. But that was the type of music I liked. Now, Top 40 would be great. I was happy. Like mm-hmm. I said, WABB was a lot of fun. I right. had to adjust when I went to KSJ. That was a change for me. But I realized at that point I could adjust. I did like Christian music, too. And that was, right. you know, mm-hmm. like contemporary Christian, um, like like Power 88 played. Um, right. But when I went into radio, I honestly, like I said, I was really leaning more toward doing, I really kind of wanted to do like radio journalism news and stuff. Right. Okay. Not so yeah. much a DJ, but Not then so I kind of made the transition over to a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the thing about life. You, you don't always, I mean, I admire people who are able to say, Hey, I'm going to college and I'm going to study to be a pediatrician and they retire as a pediatrician. You know, right. that their yeah. whole life. That's not me. You know, I'm just, you know, I had to make adjustments as I went. So, but, but, um, what was I, like your I, favorite concert that you got to like out of all the stations and stuff you worked at? Like you say, you introduced some and, and yeah. things like that. Was there somebody like you met, like a, 
you was kind of starstruck, you know, like a. Well, starstruck. I'm trying to think of anybody, you know, because I got to see, you know, Kenny Chesney when he was here. Got to see, you know, Joe Messina was really nice. Got my picture uh-huh. made with her. I never was really big into getting my picture. You know, I got to get my picture made with this artist. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't do that unless somebody, I mean, literally wouldn't do it unless somebody said, you want to get your picture made with them? I wouldn't seek out to do that because I, I just wasn't my thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I used that for years. One of my favorite concerts working at the country station every 4th of July for several years at the wharf, Montgomery Gentry was there. Right. And mm-hmm. I had so much fun at that. God. Man, they were great. I saw them at the fairgrounds in Mobile when they when they when they did that show, and you know it's uh, it's such a tragedy to lose the oh, you know, but it it still Gentry, uh, that was a, yeah that was a sad that was a sad thing what happened to him, but no that that was probably my favorite, um, and I I got to meet the guys didn't get to spend a lot of time talking with them but it was just so much fun and those guys seemed so genuine you know I, I loved yeah. them. I loved them. Yeah, yeah, they man, I remember I went right by myself. I couldn't find anybody to go with me because you know, I like I said, the music I grew up on and, and what I I listened to just about everything. I mean, there's yeah. not too much I you know, but a lot of now I'm an Elvis fanatic. I get that from my dad. I am an absolute Elvis fanatic. Elvis I, I tell great. everybody's like, What is your first concert? I said, My mom was almost nine months pregnant with me, and they saw the matinee and evening show the last time Elvis played the auditorium in Mobile. So technically I was there. You know, yeah, nine months. You know, <laughs> I said they went to both shows. So I said technically, were I always like, were you like drumming on? The- <laughs> right, yeah. I was pulling the Ronnie Tud in there, man. I was, <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, yeah. you know, and then you know, like my mom's listening to Percy Sledge and Whitney Houston and Alabama. You know, of course, you know the the country music from the eighties and stuff like that. So it was. Uh, I always, I did, you know, I I thought about. I'm a musician. I played. I I've traveled in a band for years and. Uh, it you know being out front uh, that was one thing but i always had that in the back of my mind like what if i wish that maybe i you know like you said i don't feel like i could have went through school to do it i feel like if i'd have had an opportunity locally maybe yeah. <laughs> it would have been great to jump you know just to try it out i might have failed at it but you know what i mean i've always just had that i was the kid that i would put my little boom box in front of friday night videos back then on the tv and record the yeah. audio and play oh, it yeah. back at night <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah yeah i know exactly oh i remember friday night videos well and there's pretty good age difference between us about 10 years but mm-hmm. I, I remember friday night videos as well because yeah. i was um i remember when mtv signed on i I'll, yeah. I'll say something about that will um kind of give my age away something you probably don't remember um for a very short time Mobile had a UHF, a low-powered UHF station called TV69. And it was literally 69 on the UHF dial mm-hmm. that played music videos. And it was based in Mobile. They were off their their little low-powered antenna was on the hotel that's now the Marriott. It didn't cover all of Mobile. They were trying to, their whole purpose was, and some people will argue this, but their whole purpose was. At one time, cable systems had to carry all local pro stations. They had to. That was a requirement. If you were in, you know, right. at the time it was Comcast or Teleprompter or whoever would have to carry local stations. 
their idea was we're going to bring on this low power UHF stations. We're going to have DJs just like MTV. We're going to be local and the cable company is going to have to put us on and the advertising yeah. dollars are going to roll in. That did not happen because it turns out that law with the local thing does not apply to low power stations. Uh, so they weren't all I guess along. But yeah, I heard about it. You know, I've, I've, you know, just in, I'm a history buff as well, and like yeah. Mobile and things like that. And I've always heard, you know, like, you know, different things about it. And, you know, oh, you know, it used to be a video station. But I mean, that's, that's, you know, you just give me the whole background on it. That's great. I, we, what, we where was it at in Mobile? Do you remember? Like, where the, the, the studio was in, um, it was off of airport and Sage at South okay. of airport. There's like a, an office area there and the studios uh -huh. were there and the tower was on top of, I think at the time it was a Sheridan. Okay. And yeah. I went to Murphy high school. We could pick it up great there. I actually went, took electronics and it, cause I, that's the thing about radio. I'll say this about radio, every aspect of it with, with this job, I get to do it. I love every part of it. I love mm -hmm. the technical part. The reason I was leaned over a second ago, I've got this little microphone. I don't know if you've ever heard of a Tula mic. Oh, wow. It's, it's a really cool, it's a USB-C mic. This thing sounds, you can, it's got memory in it, but if you get up to a computer, it's really professional sounding. Huh. Um, I just love the hardware. I love the, the networking and the computers, yeah. the music, editing, talk, yeah. you know, voiceover stuff. Every aspect of radio is just, and you've got to see it come like with the, with the transition of, of technology, oh, you know, man. just from the time you started until now, it's just unbelievable. I mean, here I sit with, I have a one board now, yeah. you know, it's kind of right, but this board has got everything built into it. It's yeah. one piece of equipment to mix to move the whole nine yards. Oh, and, yeah. you know, before you, you got interface, you got every, all the stuff you're using. And, you know, now I've got a microphone, this board and a computer. Oh yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I started out with records. Real yeah. real tapes were still a thing. And we use the word splice right now, but I'm sure you've heard this. We literally real to real, we would literally splice that like if you were when they say, Okay, I need you to splice this and edit it. Dude, you took that real to real tape, you put it on a splicing block, you cut it with an exacto knife, you marked it with a wax pencil on a real to real player. I am not joking. This is what I learned wow. in college. And then you use splicing tape and put it in. And I had a blast with that. Now it's all digital, of course, but it was just, yeah. I'm kind of glad I got to see the tail end of that. And of course, records. Yeah. And then yeah. CDs came out. I worked for, <laughs> I love this story. I worked for the first station in Panama City to get CDs. And okay. our program director, told us every time you play a cd song you tell them that it's on compact laser disc because that <laughs> sounds so cool right so, i mean really there is a laser in there but we yeah. just say so and so here's europe uh the final countdown on compact laser disc we uh -huh. had, to, had to make a huge deal about it being on compact laser disc and then they you know i remember them telling us you, you know the days of records skipping and getting burnt CDs won't skip. They actually yeah. believed that at first. And then it didn't take long until no, we found that out real CDs <laughs> and it would go. Goo, 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 goo. Yeah. So that, now, I, you know, that's, that's one thing I always wondered, you know, that I never, I guess knew a DJ personally to ask them during the CD years were I did. did I mean, 
radio stations were you actually using like compact were they different anything about them different than the ones you buy in the store or i know that might be a crazy question but i always wondered i'm like so what you know to keep them from skipping are they you know because they went from vinyl to was right. it was there anything in between the vinyl and the i mean of course from the compact there was like a, a, there's a little thing called digital audio tape and those were actually pretty great they were like cassettes but they were smaller you put it in and program <laughs> which song you wanted and it would very quickly wind to that most stations oh, wow. do those well, what they did do with CDs to keep uh-huh. them from from getting manhandled and skipped, they had they call it a CD cart. It was about the size of a jewel case that you'd get a CD in the plastic case, and it had a little opening at the bottom. When you put it in, that would open up and read the CD. So that was how they they were. But but inside that, it was saying the still the same CD you would buy it you know, from the record store or Best Buy or the mall or whatever. Right. But it was inside that cartridge to protect it. Now, sometimes they would still get dirty or, you know, whatever on them. Or right. One night I was working at WABB and one of those CD carts got stuck in there and I couldn't get it out. And oh, I had no. nothing I could. So I was literally each song that came on, I was talking between songs and using, and we only had two players. Oh, so literally no. Playing, and then the commercials were on tape cartridges, the old farts. Uh-huh. I was literally each song I played, I had to use the same player. And then the oh, engineer came in, had to take it apart, but it somehow it got jammed in there, would not come yeah. out. Oh, wow. But that, was, that would protect them from getting scratched up. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is that you know I was I, just thinking in the transition to stuff, and then of course now everything is digital. Everything is yes, it you is. You know, uh, ninety two zoo had to, what a few years ago where they got hacked or something and lost uh, their all of their stuff or you know close to it and was scrambling to try to get everything back. And I remember thinking, I'm like, man, what did they? You know, I think back to the vinyl. You know, it's of trying to get that. You know, in my mind, the tedious things. Are you just getting this just right to start that song and? How are you getting it? You know, how are you just that clean sound? That's where right. my nerd well, mind goes with all that stuff. Well, here, here's the whole process with records with the radio station. They had different, you know, they had turntables that were, you know, kind of free floating. And in queue, you put your needle down, you get it right to about where it was going, and you would manually turn until you could hear the song start. And then depending on the turntable, you would turn it back like an eighth of a turn. Wow. And then then you put it in program. And then as soon as that first song ends, you hit play, it would start up. The the thing that would happen to those records, though, they would get what they call cue burn because they had been queued up so many times. Uh-huh. It would be scratchy at the begin at the beginning if they'd been queued up enough times. But yeah, we we had to uh you know, you couldn't really do that on a home turntable because they weren't the, the low quality, they were really slow starting up, but those those yeah direct drive turntables that yeah. you would like i said that's how you cued it that was part of the job you know so much has changed now you know i was about to say to... when y'all went to school for everything you tell these these young whippersnappers nowadays they don't i mean what do they even have to go to school for <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. things digital you know this was a craft you were learning this was almost like a this was a trade you know it, from, it, well, from it really your... was back then there were there were a lot of things you couldn't just go in there and push a few buttons and drag a few things around on a screen i mean yeah. the first computer that i saw the first several years there were computers in the station it had nothing to do with the music it was just liner information and commercials and weather yeah. and it was usually like a mono 
monochrome monitor, all mm -hmm. green or all orange. I worked at WABB when I first worked there. It was just orange monochrome monitors with the liners and stuff. And then yeah. we played the CD uh, carts and then the, the tape carts. That yeah. was it, you know. Wow. And then we finally moved toward, this is funny. I thought about this when you told me you wanted to talk to me. When the internet first became a thing and webs, you know, web pages were starting to become a thing, I thought I would look to see if WABB.com was available. And it was. And I could have Ooh. registered it for like $10. And, oh, uh, and then they would have had to have bought it from me. But I thought, and it, nah. there, there were stories of people paying nearly nothing for a website. And then the company would was willing to pay a premium to get it from them. I just... Yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't. No, yeah, yeah. I, I pointed. I pointed out to them that I told Bernie and them. I was like, "You guys, this is going to yeah. be. You need to register this. Somebody's going to get it." But, you know, yeah. it was wide open because there was no website. You know. Yeah, man. But, I tell you, back in the WABB day of my team, I wore them out winning prizes. I was the speed dial on redial king. I know that that lady that what was her? You remember her name that worked in, in the front door right there when you walked in? Sat right there to the right. Was it Mom? Uh, what did they call her? She had a nickname, and I can't think of her name to save oh, my life. Man. Matt McCoy told me not too long ago. I talked to Matt McCoy on Facebook sometimes. Oh yeah, know? Matt's my buddy. Yeah. And uh, but he was anyway. I tell him, I said, Man, she would get tired of seeing me. She's like, How do you keep winning? There's gonna have to be a you know, I said, No, it was like it was the time it was like two weeks or three weeks or something. <laughs> okay, oh, but yeah, I did, and I was a radio guy. <laughs> well, we um, I hate to say it now, I'll tell you behind the same thing, but people who oh, yeah. have been all the time, we call them prize pigs. Prize pig. I was a prize pig, man. I'll be a prize pig. My mom, and I got it from my mother because I remember my mother getting in the car at like eight nine ten years old where i want she won this little like tv off of ksj one time i will never forget that as long as i live and yeah. man she was proud as a peacock i'm like oh man this is great i man i won i remember i won a uh carmen you i know you know carmen the christian oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah i won a carmen tape off uh, power 88 one saturday during the day around lunchtime and man i just thought i was like king of the hill i was <laughs> <laughs> things like that with radio you know i felt a part i'm like man you know i've beat everybody out i've won the radio prize <laughs> yeah. well it's funny you mentioned I'll, I'll go back to my history really quick when mm -hmm. i worked on when i went to work on power 88 when they I, I came in there right right after they went on i worked for another christian station in mobile um and when i say i was there at the beginning but there was already a guy there named scott so they mm. said, well, you can go by David. So I was like, okay. So when I was on Power 88, my name was David. Okay. David Chestnut. When I went to work for WABB, my, I'm almost embarrassed to say what my own <laughs> name was. It was Scott Savage. Scott Savage. Okay. Okay. Scott Savage. Yeah. WABB yeah. 97 FM. Yes. Yes. The was Scott Savage. Man, well, that just like came back like when I mean, you said that that's so crazy how that does that man it yeah, just yeah. bam right in my mind you know i heard it I heard it clear as a bell well well i was fed up when i left wabb i was never gonna do radio again those people are off like anyway then i heard from my friend and ended up working the first weekend i was on wksj i was scott savage yeah and then okay. I, I i said this isn't right and i talked to the program director he said how would you feel about using your real name? I said, 
it sounds a little sounds, sounds kind of country yeah so right. I, that's from that point on i'm using that's my actual that's my actual birth name yeah and uh yeah. of course people people call the station and say hey mark because they because of mark chestnut the country <laughs> i got called mark a lot yeah know? yeah uh, but but yeah I, I from that point on i was like this is me so i'm gonna I'm, i'll be scott chestnut that way i don't have to and and you know use a, a persona or whatever i'll just be me so anyway right. that's yeah but one weekend on ksj i was scott savage that man when you said that name i promise you it just like instantly come back scott wabb because and that was a lot of, you know i listened that, those two stations that was you know a lot of the two that i listened to growing up you know uh was you know because wabb and ksj that was the two that was the stations in mobile you know and that 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 was those you was country or your top 40 you know either one yeah. you know that 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 they were on uh the crying loving and leaving that's just what took me back man i can't sorry i keep going back to that but that's no. just so many memories like listening to this stuff back then but oh yeah that had to be an interesting show to do man for you yeah. that did you did you never got you were just like me i feel like i would have been just man waiting on the next call i mean it had to be like you know interesting and fun I always, one thing I hated was if the phones were ringing, I knew I wasn't going to be able to get every call, especially right. if things at the beginning of the program, there were three lines, they would all be blinking. I thought, and if I don't, and it was always a concern of mine, I thought, if I don't get this person's call and they call multiple times, they're going to tell people, that's Scott Chestnut. He never answers the phone. He's a jerk, <laughs> you know? And there were people who would say that. I'd be like, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'll answer as many calls. I'll put on as many as I can. If right. I'm too busy tonight, call back. I'll record you if you want, you know. Right. I would try right. to accommodate people, but it was yeah. a blast. I would, you know, answering the phone 95 cash. Jay, are you crying, loving, or leaving? Man. Right with it. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I know there's people that's watching so, gonna be listening to this one that comes back up that's gonna be like, Oh my my, my, my I got text messages coming tomorrow. I know it. They're gonna be dude crying, loving, or leaving. Yeah. I remember you yeah, know there, were, there were a couple of other guys before, but I was the last crying loving or leaving yeah. guy. You know, yeah. Steve Kelly and and Evan Chance and other guys that did the program. But I was I was the last one, and uh, yeah. it was just I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was a great memory. It really was. Yeah, yeah, man. What do you think happened? Like with with Ray? Why have they gotten the DJ just becoming a like, almost extinct to it? You know, to what? What is? I mean, we're streaming, sure, but yeah. to me, that is it's like watching your weatherman. You know, everybody loves their ever. Alan Seals is one of the most popular people in Mobile. Everybody loves Alan Seals oh, as yeah. weatherman. Why well, are the why wonder what happened to I mean people still listen to radio? I mean, there's you know, and sure you stream music and things like that, but I don't understand the the you know the way it's happened with the iHeartRadio, and I'm not you know trying to speak ill against anyone, but it's I miss that, you know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, me too. I, I still I'll go back to when I quit doing the weeknight, when I quit doing crying, loving, or leaving. They're based out of uh San Antonio, Texas. I don't mm -hmm. want to speak ill will, you know, ill about right. my former yeah. employers, but it's all about the bottom line. And if they have yeah. found a way to save money, they will save money. Yeah. And I, when I went to work there, there were people everywhere in that building. It's, I guarantee you, since five o'clock this afternoon, that building, all the stations are on. There's nobody there. Man, the only wild. time anybody's there at night is to, 
I'll be there to be in studio for a ball game. Technology made it to where they could eliminate, and then they do the voice tracking thing where somebody's in, somebody who's in Denver, Colorado could do nights on the rock station or this, mm -hmm. and, and the, it, they, they work those voice track people death doing programming all over the country. Yeah. And, and at first people, here's the thing. I always thought, well, this will never work. People are going to miss. Well, let, let's do KSJ. For example, they, they had a live morning show for years. And then all of a sudden that was gone. And they started yeah. doing this Bobby bones show, which a yeah. lot of people, everybody knows that's not in mobile. I don't think anybody. Right. That's in yeah. mobile. Were people upset? At first, yes, mm -hmm. they get used to it. <laughs> and before yeah. you know it, it's like it never happened. That's what happens with radio. People are a little outraged at first when local stuff's taken away. There was a you know a, a little bit of upset about the crying, loving, or leaving going away. It didn't take long for people yeah. to not miss it. They had a guy in Birmingham which did stuff all over the country at the time started doing nights on KSJ and then it was gone. And just like morning shows on all these stations. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of live stuff and, and it's just people adjust to it. Plus there's so many, the technology makes it easy to do that. Plus there's so many ways to get your music. Now the radio was mm -hmm. your, your primary source of music. Like you said, you put your, your, your boom box in front of the TV and yeah. recorded the music from Friday night videos. Right. You certainly don't have to do that anymore, do you? If you want no. to buy, right now, if I want to hear ELO or Boston or I don't want to, but if I want to hear the Macarena or, you know, Shumbawamba right. from my KSJ days, <laughs> I can hear it right now. No problem. Yeah. No effort whatsoever. Two seconds. I don't, yeah. I don't have to listen to it on the radio. Now, I like to have the radio going. And, right. But less emphasis now on the personalities people are like okay if i tune in to hear music there are a lot of people i think as as the younger people move up and that's what they're used to they right. may see the personality thing as kind of a hindrance to them hearing the music right like, hey you know what i can listen on spotify or apple music and i don't have to listen to them that's so out. sad man because i loved it i loved every aspect of it i love the oh, djs I the personalities i you know and like i said i'm 40 i'm almost 47 i'm you know and i you know my wife is a music buff we you know that's our thing we, we've got since vinyls made to come back we've been buying a lot of vinyl and you know just really we that's our thing we don't even watch that much tv it's a lot of music and uh I, I missed that. Tom Petty had a song, one of his last songs, There Goes the Last DJ. I mean, that was just to hear that song is so for somebody that's in music, you're just like, man, that's the truth. You know, it's the personalities, like you said, you know, you get attached to them, you know, just with through COVID with me and Tony, a whole friendship come out of that, you know, a genuine friendship. And you get to know somebody on a personal level and you feel like, you know, there's somebody that might be sitting at home and that, that you're the only they're listening to you you know they don't have nobody else that, that they're talking to or they might call in and that funny story my my uh stepbrother he used to do some stuff with christian television over there off the belt line years ago and there was a lady that would call in and i mean he's just there you know swapping the shows over for tbn and yeah. this lady calls every night at midnight wanting prayer and just yeah. wanting to talk to him and she had nobody else, you know, because they'd have the number up at the bottom of the screen. If you need prayer, well, nobody called yeah. it two, three o'clock in the morning, midnight. This lady did. 
And I mean, to her, that meant something, you know, and, and to me, I look at things like that. And these people nowadays, they just don't have a clue because they weren't raised with it. Like you said, these younger people and it's, I'm like, you know, you man, a good morning show or a good evening, you know, nighttime or, you know, or something like that. that's, that's always, that, that, to me, that was something, you know, it's, it's a feel, lost I, art. I feel like we had, the best way I would describe it is I feel like we used to put a lot of emphasis and we valued meaningful connections with people right and now we have a lot of let's be honest they're they're not very meaningful we That's you right. know i my my facebook friend count hovers up around 4950 i don't have connections with a fraction <laughs> of those people right. definitely yeah. not meaningful connect now they're in my yeah. life and i see the things they post and i share yeah. what's on my mind mostly my faith and I feel right. like I can put that out there too. But do I have a connection with them? Yeah. Not like I used to, you know. Right. And I miss that. I, I yeah. do. I miss that a lot. Um, yeah. But I feel like as as people like me get older, and you, well, we all get older, but I'm just saying mm -hmm. as we move into middle age or, you know, or, or whatever, the people that are coming up under that, uh, under us, didn't have those connections they're getting used to these less meaningful connections and they're satisfied with them and right I just i hate to see that go but you're right it's it's it is a lost art i like what you're doing right now i think that is the best way for people like podcasts the type of thing mm -hmm. that you're doing here is the best way for people to have a connection where maybe they used to have it with djs this is yeah. one really good way where they get to know you and mm -hmm. a few of them are getting to know me now they they may right. remember me or whatever so now yeah. they just got chestnuts a, an old guy now when i was doing that <laughs> i didn't have all this white hair but um but i tell you what i i wouldn't have you know wouldn't trade any of it but i really wish we still had that but i you know yeah, it's it's just like people don't have you. I know you might not fool with TikTok much. I don't myself, but there seems to have been a surge. Someone brought it to my attention not too long ago. Uh, YouTube, like YouTube, if I started playing a song right now that was copyrighted, I'm gonna get booted off. And now I don't yeah. know how they do with their magic. They do that instantly. I mean, it comes oh, yeah. quick. It's monitored, but with TikTok for some reason, there are guys you know close to our age that are spinning records and doing music and they'll talk a little bit in between it and it's like having a dj and it's become oh. very popular and they'll have thousands of people watching live as they're doing that and being able to do here like they're chatting back and forth but they're trying to kind of save that art form of because there's not no young people doing it i mean it's, it's, it's well, people from 40 and up that are like you know they got a little studio like we have and they're they're locked in and they're, you know, it takes some time and, you know, you got to get with TikTok. You got to have a thousand people following you before you can go live and on and on and on. But there's really no, nothing to, to keep you from playing music and, and things like that. And I mean, so it, I think there's still people that can, that are out there like us and, you know, that, you know, that, that want that, you know, and I wish that wish it was still around. Well, I may have to do, you know, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> the, just yesterday I was thinking, I have never, I'm on here. You know, when you've never downloaded an app, are you iPhone or Android? iPhone. 
I thought, good, good, good man, you're a good man. <laughs> um, you know, if you've ever downloaded an app on your account, it's got the little cloud icon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's TikTok for me. It says get. I've never, yeah, never downloaded TikTok. I thought I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to do it now that you've mentioned this. It is, but it, you know, they, they call it the algorithms and it's weird how it does that. You know, it picks up on your, you have to be careful and you have to go in there and search like four things. And once you search and it sees what you're looking for, that's what to come up in your, because I mean, you're literally scrolling up video to video to video yeah. to video. And that's the cool thing about it. But because if you don't, there's going to be things come up that you do not want to see. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, not, I, you know, well, no, I, but it's just vulgar stuff out there in the world, you know, that, you know, and it, but if you can get it set right and you can say, you know, you search, you know, live music DJs and stuff like that, well, then you're going to find here's a guy out in Oklahoma that's doing classic country. Well, here's somebody over in Indiana that's doing top 40, you know, and that's they'll sit there for hours and wow. just live, you know, and, They'll, they'll look at the chat coming through and they'll talk to people back and forth. And man, you'll look up and they'll have 2,000 people watch them at one time. Wow. Okay. Well, you've inspired me. Like I said, <laughs> literally just yesterday, I was thinking you've never yeah. gotten on the, you've watched a few that people afforded to you just watching your web browser. I've never yeah. downloaded the app, but you know what? I, I think after we finish this, uh, uh, this podcast, I think I'm going to download it and take a look at it. And I hope yeah. I don't get addicted to it. I'm going to have to check it out. Gonna- it's like I said, it's, uh, you know, sometimes at work, I'll, I'll set it on my desk. And, uh, if there, you know, there's a couple of them that I'll see that they're, you know, they're, they're good personality. You know, some of them are, you know, they don't talk that much, but you got a few out there that, you know, they're actually, you know, they, they communicate well and, and things like that. And, uh, they've got a, a good character for it. And, you know, it's, it's, but it just miss it all together. You know, it, it's, uh, it's a shame you get, you know, that's, that's kind of what drew me to 92 zoo. You know, they play some stuff I like, and it was just, well, man, they still have live local DJs. You know what I mean? And they're playing live local or they're playing local music. They're playing yeah. people around here. I have a huge amount of respect. First of all, I love Matt McCoy. He's a great guy. Yeah. He, you know, yeah. I'm not just saying that because he might hear this. Matt is fantastic. I've known yeah. a lot of great people that, that work over there. Mm-hmm. And I I admire the heck out of anybody in 2024 that is doing live local radio. God bless them. Whatever right. they're playing, even if it's not Christian gospel, I say God bless them for, for right. keeping a, a, a dying art form alive. You know? Yeah, it's, absolutely. I hear radio referred to as old media, and it just it, it irritates me. But I guess it is, you know. But yeah. Keep yeah. it alive, man. There, there's no reason to let it to let it die. It's not like it's you know it hasn't it no it's not like it no longer serves a purpose. Like newspapers are gone, you know, printed newspapers. Man, well, but even... journal but journalists <laughs> can still write. Yeah, can still have their stuff online. Radio, mm-hmm. on the other hand, I mean, I can listen to music, but the personality's gone. Mm-hmm. It's old media, but maybe maybe it's not maybe it's not completely dead. I know, you, man. That, you give, you've given me hope with the whole TikTok thing. <laughs> like I said, just be careful. You have I'm to go when you, and you search it because, man, when you first turn it on, it's going to be trying to throw, you know, there's police chase videos. There's this, there's all, you know, there's comedians, yeah. there's this, there's that, you know, but it's, yeah. you know, they, they call it algorithms. And it's once you search and you search the, something enough, that's yeah. going to, they call it for you. And what comes up in your for you is going to be, if you want to see 
<laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but it's uh it's it's definitely man, like with the paper, even talking about that, the pressure edge, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. Cause that when they closed that building, man, I was heartbroken. I I, I was the guy that got the morning paper and the evening paper, even when I was young. Cause my dad was a oh, newspaper what? fanatic. And I, you know, listen, that's that's you know, that's my memories growing up. Uh Scott, it was my dad reading newspaper on a Saturday afternoon, listening to a baseball game on the radio, you oh, know. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, those days seem to be gone, you know, and that's sad. It, it's, you know, cause to me, it's just like, everything is so pop, 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 pop now, now, now you can hit a button and it's there. And I don't mind waiting. <laughs> I won't mind waiting through a commercial break to the songs to start again or to no. hear the advertisements well, or you know, anything I'm, like that. I'm okay with it too. You know, I always was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I worked for the college newspaper too, but it didn't, again, didn't take me a long after you go to college and study journalism, you start finding where your niche is at. You start finding like, okay, I'll write some articles for the paper, but this really isn't my thing. You know, mm -hmm. I could do it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to turn this stuff out every day. I really right. don't. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, if we could do speech to text and, and print it out, <laughs> but <sending laughs> right. typing and writing, oh, man. Yeah. Kind yeah. of grueling back then. To be honest. But it was a like you said, it was a trade almost. It was you know it was an art form to me. You know that's how I look oh, at it. it was like it, it, you had to learn how to. Yeah, it was because you're learning how to type. You're learning how to you know with 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 grammar and vocabulary. Yeah. All this stuff is going into. You can't just sit down and start. You know, but it, it's uh, nowadays it's autocorrect and this and that. And I mean, it could they could just about say what you want to say for you. You know. Oh, I know. I I I know a few. I, there's a lady I know that went, we went to church with years ago. She worked for the Mobile newspaper, and she has moved from city to city where they still had a newspaper. Mm -hmm. And she's finally she's teaching now because mm -hmm. there just aren't newspapers. Yeah, they're just not there. She can write articles for online sites, but she can't make a living doing it. She's right, right, and that's a shame. It really is. It is, but it's glad to see that you're still active and that you're able to, you know, to do this from home and, and be involved in, in radio because that's your passion and that's your, yes, who you are, you know, and uh, that that's, to me, that's a beautiful thing to see because I consider that an art form. I, I Like I said, I've always been a radio nerd, uh, in, in, especially in this world that we live in today, being a man of faith and, and being able to, you know, be on that side of it as well and, it, it, it's got to be a great feeling for you. It is. And, and getting hired at this company I work for, like I said, been with 10 and a half years, the icing on the cake, the, the, the cherry on top of Sunday or whatever is my wonderful, beautiful wife. And I'm not just saying yeah. this because she may see it right. getting to getting to work with her doing this. And, yeah. she, and it's not just a job for her. I mean, it, to me, I got, as I started doing this, especially with this company, I was like, you know what? This feels less like work and more like a calling or right. a mission, you know? Yeah. I'm doing yeah. all the things yeah. that I did for regular radio, but yet it's for right. a different purpose. I, what I would say, a higher purpose. Right. She right. was doing accounting, which I don't know how people do that. I don't know how you Ooh, do it no. all day. I hate, I hate <laughs> doing my own finances. Right. <laughs> but she's really good at it. But her detail, her attention to detail, I thought this could translate well over to what we do. We needed a, a manager 
Mm-hmm. And it has just been so good. You know, we work together as a team. She, she needs help with something. She needs me to show her how to do something. And she's eager to learn. So I, I've got somebody who right. learns her. And this has just been so good. But yeah, I get to continue to do what I love. But, I, you know, I've got a workbench space. I I work on our computers. I, you know, mm-hmm. I install software and change yeah. out memory and all this. So I get to do that. And then over here, I do a live radio program, you know, Man, that's and awesome. behind this iPad, there's two big yeah. computer monitors. This one, I'm monitoring what's going on with all the stations. This one, you know, I have people call in, I've got a phone interface and I interview people on the phone and stuff. It's just, I love it. God has just been so good to me. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, he, he put that, he, the thing about it is he planted that radio seed in me. When I talked to my grandfather, yeah. I think if my, this is I'll I know I'm just kind of going all over the place with this, but Wonderful. one thing I want to make sure I say when, when I, I really feel like if my grandfather saw what I was doing now with radio, I think he would feel different. I think he was talking about don't don't plan to support a family being a DJ. I think that's mm-hmm. what he meant. Now some gotcha. people can, yeah. some people can do it. Some people yeah. have done it. But now that I'm in management and um you know I, I'm doing what I'm doing, working for a really good company that appreciates me. I'm not saying <clears throat> not saying that <laughs> That the other company didn't appreciate me, uh, right? You're where you need to be. I mean, you feel but, you like you said that, that. I think that's it. I kept. Yeah. I would always pray, God, where do you want me? Right. There you go. Right. That's the thing. And he told, he showed me over a period of 21 years that it was okay to me for me to be there some of the time, but that was not my calling. Yeah, and I am in my calling right now. I have no question that this is what that's, God wants yeah. me to be, and that is a good feeling. I was about to say that's a great feeling, man. That's that's a uh, you know when you when you find yes. that that uh, that is that is an absolute wonderful yeah. feeling when you you know you, that you're and you're in His will. You know more than anything. I, I I try, like you said, with my faith, and uh, you know you don't uh, in today's world it's kind of hard. You know I have friends from all walks of life, and I'm like best thing we can do is live our life accordingly and let them see that because I can't tell nobody that their sin is wrong. If I've got sin in my life, your sin, yeah. the only difference between your <laughs> sin and my sin is just that they're different. Your sin yeah. is worse than mine. Right. My sin, my sin, be it, um, overeating or getting right. angry or, or letting the cuss word fly or whatever. It's it's no different from I mean I don't want you know it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to but I'm just saying every one of those sins be it murder or you right. name it or those are they they are all first of all forgivable Jesus, right they all put Jesus on the cross he died for all of those right every single one of them yeah and my sins not worse or better than yours it's just different. And yeah. my life is so, so that's, yeah, you know, I have to work on myself. <laughs> I can't it, make nobody. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's yeah. tough because sometimes you see people and you're like, my, 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 right. You know, but <laughs> I don't need to stand in judgment of anybody because no. I am a sinner saved by grace. Right. The only that's reason I, I'm saved is because of him, not because of me, because of Jesus. That's the only, right. only way. So yeah, I'm not here to judge anybody. I want to just love people. 
Love and you're in that spot. You're down. able to, yeah, yeah. You know, Love being in your down. Yeah, yeah, and in, in your calling with where you're at, that's uh, that's so admirable. I I really do. I have a lot of admiration for you. Like I said, you was already. I know all the local DJs from when I was a kid. <laughs> so, well, it's been, I, you like know, I said, I, I like to stay connected with them on social yeah. media. And if, if they follow me, it, it won't take long. Now, they'll see me talking about other things, but they're, they, you know, my faith, I want it to be apparent. I'm not there to preach right. to people, but I want to, I want to offer hope, you know. Right. Oh, absolutely. So it's a great opportunity. That's one thing absolutely. I like about social media. Yeah. Yeah. We went over an hour. I knew that was going to happen. Well, I'm sorry about you. that, man. I get no, 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 no apologies. I always apologize. I, I would sit here all night. My mind is always to apologize if, to who I have on. I'm like, I tell everybody ahead of time. I'm like, only do an hour, so I'm not taking too much of your time. Oh no, man! <laughs> I <keep> talking, <laughs> but I, 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 man, I appreciate this opportunity. When you asked me, I was like, yeah. shoot, yeah, I definitely, I want to, I want to share, you know, what God's done yeah. for me. I didn't even get to go into my testimony of my cancer diagnosis and how i'm in remission and and you know praise god man so you're telling me we're gonna do part two then we'll have to do this again we will do it again definitely because i would definitely i had a list of questions and i didn't hit half of them so okay (laughs) i would love to do that and i need you to do me a favor and i'm gonna put you on the spot okay and i hope you don't mind my show is called the finest hour will you sign me off okay well, let's get a wrap up the finest hour for tonight. And by the way, this program being done on leap day. So we'll be back in four years to do another leap year program. But anyway, it's been a, a, a great time having you here listening or watching to the finest hour. And we want to invite you to join us for the next program right here. Whatever form of media you're you're tuned in, we thank you for taking time for listening to the finest hour and invite you to join us again next time. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Mr. Scott Chestnut. It has been an honor, sir. We're going to do this again. I look forward to it, man. Thank you, Thank for, you, thank you for having me, brother. All right, man. Take care. You too. God bless. God bless.